Hi everyone, welcome back to this week's Not Just Bop, the podcast from Winchester Student Union. You're here with your three sabbatical officers. I'm Megan and I'm President. I'm Vic, I'm Vice President Education and Welfare. And I'm Ellen, I'm VP Activities. It's so good to be back with this next podcast. We hope you enjoyed our one last week, which was our welfare special. And we had Rianne, our student advisor, on, which was really great. And it was really great to hear from her and kind of hear all of the things that the welfare zone have been doing for the past year and our advice session and things like that. So mm-hmm. what have we been up to this past week? We've been back in the office. Yay! It's been so nice to be back, isn't it? So nice. So weird. Yeah. Um, but already... So much more productive. So much yeah. more productive, right? Yeah, I think... I mean, I don't know about you two, but I kind of got sick of my like own four walls that I was working in. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And just so, yeah, I just wasn't being productive. I wasn't getting stuff done. I was it's, getting yeah. distracted. So, yeah. Although uh, getting distracted, I mean, our offices are uh, <laughs> not exactly <laughs> not distracting. I mean, but... it helps. It all helps us to be productive, I think. Yeah. And it's good to be able to bounce off each other, isn't it? We love to bounce. We do. <laughs> And I think when you are feeling a bit unproductive, you can literally just have that five minutes of like silly time and then you're back to work and you say, yeah. five minutes. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was trying to be a bit professional there. <laughs> but but um, no, it's nice, isn't it? And you can like go for a wander around and, you know, pop into someone else's office, have a chat and then, then carry on. So yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been good. It's been good. So what else have you guys been doing this week? Ellen, what have you been up to? Oh, my goodness. So Amy's been on annual leave, which we love. Um, yeah. I hope she's having a fab time. Yeah, I hope and she is too. I have been doing grant allocations. Oh, exciting. Still going through code of practice forms um, and on more activity group viability meetings and prepping for committee training and everything. So... It's a lot of work to do without Amy, but I was um, going to say they are hefty jobs. Yeah, right. Um, but it's okay. We love. We're getting through it, and grant allocations are. I mean, they're stressful and sad anyway because we will never have as much money mm. as students want and need, um, and they deserve it. They deserve, you know, as much money as they request. Mm. Um, but we never have that on a normal year. So this year, it's even harder um so it's just not a very fun job but Mm. hopefully everyone will understand um and I'm trying to be as fair as possible so yeah I'm sure I mean you know we've been very open about the fact that it's going to be a really kind of tough year for us financially haven't we so yeah I think you know you guys understand that it's it's a bit different and it's not it's not like a normal year so yeah oh well that's exciting that you've been working on stuff for the kind of year ahead Oh, yeah, it's nice to finally, like, get it all on paper and we can really start, like, visualising. Like, now we're in the office and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vic, what have mm-hmm. you been up to? Well, obviously, with freshers approaching, welcome weeks and things, I normally go into lectures and um, give a, like, little SU talk, talk about STARS, Austrian Academic Rep Scheme. Um, obviously, having to rejig that all this year, obviously... Uh, a lot of lectures will be online so we're doing an online provision for Mm -hmm. that so yeah it's just getting prepared for that getting the presentations up doing a lot yeah like you said it's nice to do stuff for the next year rather than like dwelling in what we've just been through it's nice to look forward and actually try move Uh ahead and I think so much of what we've been doing kind of since March and kind of since we all went into lockdown 
it was so hypothetical and it was a lot of kind of, oh, what are we going to do in this situation? What can we do here? What can't we do? And it's nice now to actually get kind of something solid planned. Yeah. Yeah, completely. It's really good. Obviously, like, with the solidness mm. plans, you still have to have backups and you still yeah. need to be flexible because things yeah. are changing. Yeah. But, you know, that's just part and parcel. I think it's just a great skill yeah. that we've learned within this awful yeah, time. Yeah, we're planning and planning and planning, but we also need to remember that something is inevitably going to happen, you know, and we're going to have to respond to it, whether that's mm-hmm. a new government guideline or whatever it is. We can only plan so much and everything's going to change again. So we need to save, you know some yeah. time and energy for the rest of the year exactly I agree well I've been working on a really exciting thing this week which is a president's report for the board of governors fun so um just for those of you who don't know the president in the SU sits on the university board of governors uh it's really good student representation I'm the only student governor which is very good um but I've never done a report before no one has ever done a report to the board of governors letting them know what the student union is doing letting them know what students are up to that's mad because we do a lot exactly but we do a lot exactly so yeah and you know I think I chatted to a couple of governors and I said um I think people need to know more about what the SU are doing and what students are doing at Winchester not Mm. not necessarily what a student worries or concerns but what are they doing so yeah, yeah I've, I've written this mm. report and it looks really cool it's got lots of Good. kind of images in it it's got this cool infographic showing our impact and kind of our numbers and our engagement mm. and things like that and yeah, it's really exciting. So I've been doing that. That's something so good that Meg's achieved as president that like students won't necessarily see. And if we weren't mm. doing this podcast, you, they probably wouldn't find out. Yeah, I feel um, like Board of Governors isn't always that student facing. Obviously, yeah. I'm there as a student representative. Mm. But obviously, Board of Governors papers are confidential, so I can't really discuss them. And mm. um, a lot of it is not student facing. Yeah. But it's, it's things like that, that that'll mm. make a real difference, I think, because governors are often external people who aren't kind of in the Winchester community Mm. so it's really good to kind of break it down and let them know what's going on so that's exciting fun week had by all yes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and our freshers events have also launched so yeah they launched was it last Friday yeah I think so too so So we've got a mix of online staff in person obviously limited capacity and social distance um it looks different doesn't it it's not a normal year's freshers events plan no. um yeah but I don't think anyone can expect that it would be no no well I would hope not anyway and you're I think, still you know yeah but with like still getting those chances to do the things it's just gonna take a bit longer and it's just gonna be you know like freshers fair you're still gonna be able to meet a sports team as an incoming student mm-hmm. you just won't meet all 150 at once in a tent. Yeah you'll meet yeah. five one day and five the next. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I Adapt agree. And overcome. It's just really important to keep engaged throughout it because, and there's so many opportunities. Realistically, Freshers' events are there to help students create communities, create the friendships mm-hmm. that they do, find out new opportunities. You will be doing that and you will have the a chance to do that. So just grab it with both hands and sort of go with it rather than prejudging things beforehand 
is something mm, that I'd yeah, suggest. Then. I agree. I agree. Just go into it with a open mind, eh? Yeah, sure. Um, mm. And there's some really exciting things on there that we've never done before. Yeah. Like, I think we've tried to be really innovative and we've tried to kind of think outside the box a bit. And hey, I mean, I personally am really looking forward to that cocktail class. Oh my goodness. Us three, oh. showing everyone how to make a cocktail. Uh, sounds on, like, yeah, you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure whose idea that was, but you know, I think I don't think it was ours, which surprises me. <laughs> yeah, that really surprising, isn't it? Like we would bring to the table, but no, uh, we were requested. So uh-huh, uh-huh. I think that's going to be so much fun. Can't help that we're famous. <laughs> Purveyors of cocktails, eh? Yeah. But no, Ooh. so those will launch. So if you are interested in seeing what events we've got planned um head over to our website which is winchesterstudents.co.uk or take a look at our social media because we're sharing everything on there as well um you can find us by just searching winchester student union on all social media make sure it's us as well yes official pages and if you're worried about finding, if you don't know which one's official, which one's not, just shoot us mm-hmm. over a message um, and we can definitely um, answer that for you. We just want to make sure you're safe yeah, while you're doing that. Yeah, be wary. There's some accounts and pages that are claiming to be doing things like UV paint parties and, you know, massive raves and things like that. And one, they're not real and you'll be buying a ticket to an event that doesn't exist. And secondly it's not that's not safe that would be breaching social distancing it would be it would be breaching the law you know social large social gatherings are not allowed so yeah just mm. be wary as Vic said if you're not sure if it's an SU event always look out for Winchester SU branding because we always pop our logo on stuff we post and just yeah if you have any questions drop us a line I agree <laughs> So moving on to the next section of our podcast, this week we're going to be doing some myth busting. We get so many questions from students that just aren't true. So many assumptions, so many things that are just completely misinformed. So we yeah. thought but we'd the- take... Go on. We thought we'd take some of the most common ones and break them down and let you know the truth behind the myths. Yeah. And what blows my mind is that students, it's just hearsay, mm. and then everyone starts believing it because no one said it's not true. Yeah, right. So I'm quite excited to nip some of these in the bud. Yeah. Because some of them, I'm like, where have you yeah, got right, this yeah. right? <laughs> So, I mean, I'm just, I've got a list here. I'm just going to go them down. And I think we can all kind of chip in yeah. as, as we wish. So the first one, I think we've already addressed this before. First myth is that Winchester Student Union is part of the university. Nope. Incorrect. No, but we work in yes. collaboration. We're completely separate, but we try working collaboration with them for the student. Yeah, yeah. we Experience. are an external charitable organisation we have our own board of trustees, we have our own finances, we have our own everything. We, you know, when we get paid, we get paid by Winchester SU, we don't get paid by the University of Winchester. So yeah, yeah, we, we are have different branding, we have different everything. Mm-hmm. We are not the university. Like Vic said, we work in collaboration and partnership as much as we can. Yeah. Um, that's why you'll often see us in university stuff. Uh, you might see us with university staff or yeah. 
um kind of in messages they send out because yeah. we work in partnership with them where we can yeah it's always a question with kit as well because yeah students always want the crest on their mm-hmm. kit but mm. put, putting the, cre- mm-hmm. the university crest on our kit would go against the university's branding guidelines yeah um, so we have the university logo on our playing kit because mm-hmm. Um, Bucks regulation playing kit you are representing your university as well as us um, so that's sort of what happens but then on all like leisure wear and stuff there's no university branding on that because branding guidelines and who mm. the sports teams belong to and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. teams listen up when you're yeah. asking Ellen <laughs> what's so allowed I think, on my I think kit the, the branding guidelines say the only place that you're allowed to put the university crest is on like graduation certificates and things mm. it's on official university communications isn't it yeah yeah mm-hmm. so second question ellen i think this is probably one for you oh okay uh <laughs> we give more we meaning the student union give more attention and support to sports teams i'm assuming that's as opposed to societies and representational networks i would imagine so yes so i'm going to say no we don't um Mm -hmm. and i could talk about this all day but i won't we don't have time um (laughs) so i think historically where societies were um less well established let's say and sports Mm -hmm. teams were almost the face of the student union historically this is i'm talking years and years ago Uh um then maybe yes but in recent years like no we're really trying to combat this um we have over 150 activity groups that include sports team societies and representational networks and um, we now have a student engagement manager we have a student advisor we have a representational network assistant so we have three paid full and part-time roles that work to support all students, not just sports teams. Mm -hmm. Historically, it used to just be the sports coordinator who was the only non-commercial paid member of staff. Mm -hmm. So Winchester Student Union really have come such a long way in like Mm -hmm. not just investing in their sports teams, promoting their sports teams. We do so much more. We do society in the spotlight. You know, we have separate training for um, representational networks and well-being reps and mm. everything. So, no, we really don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I can I, I imagine the only reason it would seem like that is because sports teams are easy to photograph and sports teams are loud. You know, they put themselves out there. They are always tweeting. They're always... They're very they are engaged. And... Um, every Wednesday they're out doing things that they can shout about um so Mm. it's just the nature of it all but no we me as VP activities and the whole student union we definitely don't give more attention and support to sports teams and Amy's role is now sports and societies coordinator so Mm -hmm. she's even split now um Mm -hmm. so no and I think like Ellen said it's something that historically and I think kind of historical assumptions can be really difficult to break down can't they yeah, yeah, yeah. but I like Ellen said I think it's worth saying again we as a student union are working so hard yeah. to show societies and representational networks that yeah. we're not all about sports teams yeah. we're about them too like last year I made a point of having a society and network celebration as well as mm-hmm. colors awards next mm-hmm. year we're going to do a society and network reward scheme so it's mm-hmm. not just sports teams getting rewarded all the time we do society of the week we do representational network of the week society in the spotlight we're doing so much we're trying yeah um, yeah so yeah 
No, short answer is no. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. So next one. Oh, I think this is, um, oh, this hits home a little bit for us, I think. So the next one is elections. And that means, I'm assuming that's talking about student union, sabbatical officer and part-time yeah. officer elections. It's just a popularity contest. Okay. I mean, <laughs> if that was the case, I'm going to out myself here. I don't even care. In, in, my, in the first year I ran, if it was a popularity contest, I wouldn't have been elected. I'm sorry, yeah. but I wouldn't have. I was not popular. Like, I was on a sports team, sure. I, I mean, I was a social set for one year, whatever. But so, so were the other two people that ran against you, right? See, I, I ran against two people that were captains of big, well-established men's teams, you know? Mm-hmm. Men's and mixed. And it really isn't. Like, someone even said to me, like, I'm not being funny, Ellen, but... One of my friends said to me, like, oh, this person that you're running against, like, they're popular. And I'm like, cool. Like, <laughs> let me have yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not. I, I think say. I think the reason sometimes people can assume this is because nowadays with people campaigning more on social media, a lot of campaigning is your reach and how far you can get your post shared. And I guess, in theory, the more people you know on social media, yeah. the further your posts are likely to be shared. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you've yeah. got to bear in mind that just because someone's shared your Facebook post or shared your Instagram post doesn't mean they're going to vote for you. It's so not, true. it's not, you're not, we're not elected on the reach of our social media profiles. We're yeah. elected on the people that actually turn up. At the turn, I was going to say turn up at the ballot, virtually yeah. turn up at the ballot. Yeah. And click that box to vote for us. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not popularity. And contest. I think people associate sports teams with person with um, popularity as well. Mm. But sports teams they don't make up a huge percentage of the student population. Like it's a good percentage, but there's not everyone. There are thousands more students that aren't on sports teams. Mm. But I am um, interested to hear what Beanock Curley has to say about this topic of conversation. Oh, <laughs> can, we tell quiet? This, can we tell the story? This was, it was a joke. It was I'm a joke. It. Hey, you outed oh, me on Twitter the other day, so I think it's time yeah. we outed you. I'm going to say, so... Our there first was... couple of weeks in oh. office, or like after we had just been elected, like me and the girls were just talking about like, it's crazy. We've all bonded so quick and we never knew each other existed. Like I didn't know of Meg. Yeah. I didn't know of Vic. Like I didn't. And uh-huh. Meg was like, no, same. And Vic was like, well, I was on Netball and I was popular. So you probably <laughs> have. I didn't say that. I did. I turned around and was like, I'm pretty shocked she didn't know me because I was a B-Nock. No, That's yeah. a joke. Like, I was on netball um, and I'm quite popular. So oh I wish goodness. everyone could. Everyone's literally going to retweet this and be like, Vic, no one knew who you were. Like, who even I are you? I wish you could see what, what um, expressions we're all pulling right now. <laughs> I'm literally giving them the devil eyes. But no, I mean, oh going back, just going back, a popularity contest I truly believe that people get elected based on what they stand for yeah I, do. I truly believe that and if you come in to run in elections and you have solid campaigns and you want to do things for the good of students yeah. then you've got a good chance of being elected yeah. I truly truly believe yeah. that I do and and it's how you campaign yeah. as well. It's how you go around it. If you're genuine, if you're really yeah. dedicated and true to yeah. yourself, rather than true to other people, you yeah. will do Great. well and 
you don't have anything else to sort of justify yeah. to anyone else. You've done that campaign yeah. exactly. wholeheartedly. And I mean, exactly. you we're deserve to be kind running. of referring to election number one here, but let's not forget we won two girls. So <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did. Messing. Don't mean but to our own horn or anything. I think people thought, right, three of them are going again. They're popular. Like, they're going to assume they have it in the bag. Yeah. Not one point during elections week, round two, did we think we had it in the bag. We no. were an anxious... Did we, did we all three of us cry yeah. every single day? Because we, thought we, we thought we were going to lose our, our job. job. Yeah. Still... Our marketing guy... And we still had nodding. to do that job for yeah. four more months. We were terrified of losing. Like, we thought... Our, the guys we were up against had a really good chance all mm-hmm, of them mm-hmm. they were Amazing. all had fab manifestos they like we thought they they might have this like they we think we campaigned till the yeah. last minute in the rain outside like at not one point did we think we've secured this because we're popular not, no like, no not at all. I agree and every single night I went home and I thought what am I gonna do next year if I don't win I was looking at jobs. I was on the phone to my parents being like, if I don't get this, I'm yeah. going home to Leeds. Like, yeah, see you I think it's this is not a popularity contest. And also just because if, you know, in the, I mean, I would say if you're going to go up against a rerunning candidate, I mean, we can't rerun next year, so you won't be against us. Yeah, go for do it. it. Yeah, but also that doesn't mean you won't win. I mean, look at my predecessor, Tarly. He beat an incumbent candidate. Yeah. So it happened. It yeah, happened. So, so yeah. Yeah. It's not a popularity contest and it's not guaranteed to be in the bag, I think. No. Should that be our final word on elections, girls? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So our next question. All we do is bop. I mean... Not just bop. The the, The title. Yeah. Let's let the podcast speak for itself. Next. I agree. (laughs) Um, Next one is... Oh, okay. Uh, Is... All the student union does is create arguments. Banter, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? At least we've made an impact. If all people think we did is create arguments, like we're representing the student voice, you know, we're trying to make change and arguments yeah. are going like, to come from that. So. Do you know what? And I think... I'll go out. I'll go out on a limb and say this, and probably shooting myself in the foot here. I do think the majority of people who think all we do is create arguments is not students. I think it's probably university staff. Mm. Um, but it is our job as student representatives, speaking for the good of the student voice yeah. and the student experience, to hold people accountable. Yeah, and to make sure that people are doing the right things for the good of the student body at Winchester. And sometimes by doing that, we have to question things and we have to say, actually, that we don't agree with you there. And actually, the student body at Winchester won't be happy with you making that decision. And in my mind, if that causes arguments, that's okay because we're doing our jobs. I mean... But it's definitely not all we do. (laughs) It's not all we do, and we try not to as well. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't think, oh, girls. There's a lot that goes behind. Yeah, there's a lot that goes behind mm. the scenes before exactly, it gets published. Yeah. I think that like, everyone thinks that we just head yeah. to Twitter and we I start remember that no, during like dur- that back in April when we were fighting for the rent reductions. I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm well. Perhaps people listening will have seen my angry Twitter threads. Yeah. The amount of backlash I got from people saying, well, this isn't going to get you anywhere. Why don't you email people? Why don't you actually talk to people about your problems? Do people not think I'd already done that? Yeah. 
like we always talk about there's this nuclear button that you can press for things to go you know appear massive we don't press that unless we absolutely need to and when it's got so bad that we're not being heard at any turn nobody is coming back to us we have no idea what's going on and in that instance we make things big and we let it's not even about that it's about letting students know what we're doing and what we're not getting back that's what is the purpose of it yeah and the biggest reach that we have with students the easiest way to do that is through social Mm -hmm. media so that's why we voice it on there because technically if we're representing the students they should know what why we're doing the things that we're doing exactly so no we don't just create arguments we do try not to create arguments because that's not kind of helpful to anything yeah but sometimes when we disagree with things and when we're not listened to and when um our partnership isn't considered we hold people to account and we ask questions that sometimes result in arguments yeah it's not all we do though not all we do boring (laughs) okay um I've got a couple of questions here about like staff and about management so I think I might just do those so the first one is uh the uh, the myth is all student union staff are students wrong incorrect (laughs) so I mean we hire um well in a normal year we hire about 100 student staff And those are our students who have part-time jobs with us working in our bar or working in our shop or working front of house at events. And those are students and they have jobs around their studies. However, the full-time staff at the student union are not students. No. We are not students. (laughs) No. The sabbatical team, me, Ellen and Megan, are not students. We were Winchester students. But in order to be a sabbatical officer, you either have to have finished your degree or be prepared to take a year out of your studies. So we've all finished. We were students. Yeah. But we are finished now. So we're yeah. not we're not students. And the permanent staff that work in the student union, so like, you know, the sports and societies coordinator and the student union advisor and our events and marketing manager and our retail manager, they're not students no I think we've got a team of 12 yeah I think I think it's 11 now because our retail assistant manager left oh, at yeah. Easter oh yeah so there's 11 real life adults that work in the student union <laughs> real life adults yeah <laughs> is, that, is that including us is it <laughs> yeah we're adults I think I think so maybe yeah Ooh, <laughs> got, like, adult jobs. I mean I'm just thinking a large proportion of those 11 were Winchester students yeah and they did come yeah. to Winchester, but I guess that just shows how amazing Winchester is that yeah. they want to come back. Yeah. But no, so not all Definitely. SU staff are students. The next one is, are we, the sabbatical officers, paid? Yeah. Yeah. This is, you yeah. think we do this for free? I, I think <laughs> I think we touched on this, but really quickly, we mm. um, earn a salary and we do seven and a half hours a day, five days a week during term time and... That's what yeah, we're contracted. Well, we're yeah. contracted out of term time as well. Oh yeah, like summer and stuff. We often do like less hours during summer because we're contracted seven and a half hours mm-hmm. a day. But in term time, it's not rare for us to do like 13, 14 yeah. hour days. And we don't get paid overtime, so we take toil. Yeah. As well. Um, um, and we have holiday, just like any normal contract. Um, we have holiday leave and yeah, we're paid a salary every month. It's payday today, guys. Don't know if you know. I want to go to Ikea or B&M. Or B&M. 
B&A. I'm going to buy it so I'm hoping it's going to buy me some nice, nice dinners while I'm away. Oi, oi. <laughs> oh, um, next is, okay, uh, is the Sports and Society's coordinator a sabbatical officer? No. Oh, <laughs> oh poor Amy. Amy. Poor Amy. I, I think this has only been a problem with Amy because Amy, yeah. me and Amy were friends and... Well, she was friends with the my predecessor as well. She's mm-hmm. our age. Amy's the same age as us all. We all get on really well. We all go out together. Yeah. Um. So I get what it looks like from the outside, but when you're voting in your in your student union elections, yeah. you didn't vote for Amy. Amy is <laughs> nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so many people said to me, they were like, "We didn't see Amy Trapnell on the like the yeah, list." Or like, "How can students? I go for Amy's like, no. job? You can't. Yeah, <laughs> unless a, she leaves. Unless Amy leaves, she's a full time paid member of staff." Um, and it was so funny when all the, when I was back after campaigning for round two, and I was back in mm. the office, everyone was like, "Oh, Amy, like." did you did you get re-elected and I'm like okay that just shows a you didn't vote for me guys thanks and b (laughs) you have no idea (laughs) yeah look at the ballot then you know yeah or like oh Amy are you leaving that's so sad no No, she's staying she's still here she's just on leave at the moment I mean, in most Amy the the version of Amy in most other student unions is like an older like Mm. Say, like a proper adult type of thing like <laughs> and there would be no confusion whether or not they were a sab or not so yeah I think it's just because of the and I think it's because the person who had the job before Amy as well was also like young was involved you know was friends with the sabs yeah. did it straight out of her studies too yeah so I get it again it's like a historical assumption yeah because people who have had the job for the last like seven eight years yeah, no. Are young student aged people, but no. So in short, Amy is not a sab. She's not a sab. Nope. Okay. So the next one is: is the president the boss, and do they get paid more? She likes to think so. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> no, I am not the boss. No, and I don't get paid more. Although that would be very nice, wouldn't it, if we all got paid more? But she no. is a boss, but she's not the boss. Yeah, if so... you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and the other, the the president is the chair of the board of trustees. I'd say that's, and they're obviously the student governor, so they're involved in yeah. a lot of the university side of things. Mm. Aside from that, we are on a flat structure at Winchester SU. At some universities, that's not the case. Mm. In some SUs, the president is like in charge as such um although i do think that's quite dated now and yeah. i think a lot of us moved away mm-hmm. from that model we're on a flat structure me ellen and vic are completely equal yeah we are paid exactly the same we are all trustees i'm just chair so i have to lead the meetings and sign off some papers yeah um and kind of decide on trustee stuff um mm-hmm. but besides that no i'm not the boss and we're also, I am not Ellen and Vic's boss. No. We Yeah. When students come into my office and like we'll have a bit of banter and they'll go, Oh, I'm gonna tell Megan. Oh, I have had and I go, that go on, so tell her. All right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll tell Megan. I'm like, go for it, she'll laugh. Like Yeah, right. Like, I am not <laughs> Ellen and Vic's boss. The, yeah. We are all each other's boss. Yeah. So when and if one we hold us, each other's account. Yeah, if one of us wants to go on holiday or take annual leave, we'll just be like, girls, can I have this day off, please? And it's sort yeah. of like, we decide like that. So Yeah, and in theory, actually, if you, you know, if we're getting technical and looking at the actual management structure of the student union, 
who who's the boss is the students yeah we should do it we should do a whole episode yeah. on this i think i think we should do and like trustees and like what yeah. like me about the chair of the board of trustees what what is that yeah trustees um, who's in charge the structure yeah. i think that's so interesting yeah so in answer mm-hmm. to the question no i'm not the boss and no, no. i don't get paid more <laughs> no uh, the next one is also is the general manager in charge um no well, yeah uh, yeah and yeah, um, no i guess yeah because our general manager is the general manager so he yeah. is in theory in charge of he's the head of the student union he is from a staffing side of things yeah yeah so the full-time staff members fall mm. under him they're like his he's yeah. their line yeah. managers but it's weird because sabbatical officers are different to full-time members of staff yeah yeah it's a bit difficult to get your head around if you're not involved yeah in it. yeah so we're even though the those 11 staff members we're talking about they are line managed by our general manager we are separate on the management structure and we hold ourselves accountable and are each other's bosses um and then and but then the general manager is line managed by the board of trustees so even then he's not it's, it's not like he's the top of the chain yeah because he then has a line manager in the board of trustees yeah um, yeah. it's difficult because our general manager has been a part of the student union for yeah, many, yeah. A year. many years he knows it back to yeah. many years he's been, he knows it back to front so if you need to know something you do just go to him because he does mm, have the knowledge mm, mm. and I think as well it, you know in lots of other student unions I don't think this is a, a Winchester thing I think lots of student unions they don't you know people don't understand if well I think they actually call them CEOs at a lot of other SUs don't they Mm. um but that you know Mm -hmm. it's the same there they're the the CEO or general manager is in charge of I guess staff and like day-to-day operational student union stuff yeah but the final say really of what happens in the student union comes down to students yeah and the board of trustees who are legally uh responsible for the financial success of the student union but i agree i think maybe we should do another podcast on this what i will say is we as sabs and student officers are very 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 lucky with our full-time student union team everyone is so accepting and tolerant of having three fresh sabs come in every year you know Mm. you know just finished being a student and all of a sudden like the structure is of such it's like you know, you kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say we're in charge and they have to do what we say because they don't. <laughs> but, I mean, everyone is so nice and our, like, general manager, like, lets us completely, you know, take control mm. of the things we want to and we're really And also they're so, they're so great at enabling our ideas. Yes! Like, we come in with, you know, we've been elected on this manifesto and we come in with all these ideas. Not all of them are always good ideas. Yeah. And our staff <laughs> are so good at, enabling them to do that idea if it's a really good idea or if it's a bad idea they're really good at enabling us to realize it's a bad idea and change it it's not anymore yeah Yeah, for sure yeah yeah we've gone off on a tangent there um I think those are all the questions the myths um that was fun if we have any more people should definitely send in any myths that they think they know about the student union that are not true yeah um and we should yeah we should clear those up because I think it can be so confusing can't it and that's I do think as well historically that's why there's not been uh, that much like student engagement in elections yeah um because I don't think people know what they're voting for no 
I don't think so. So true. But you see so many people, like, they'll used to come into mm. our office a lot and just sit and ask mm. us questions because mm. they don't know. So, I mean, spread the yeah. word out. And if people do have any more questions, like, we're yeah. more than happy um, to questions. answer. Yeah. Cool. So um, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast on oh, yeah. myth-busting and um, kind of chatting about what's going on in the SU at the moment. We'll be back next week mm-hmm. when it's nearly Welcome Week and Freshers Week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Ooh. my Lord. <laughs> That's nervous, yeah. isn't it? Well, I mean, sort of it is coming to that time because our international students are coming back next they are. week. They're arriving from the 1st of September. Those who are quarantining are arriving from the 1st of September, oh which goodness. is which crazy. is next week. That's crazy. Welcome if you're coming. We can't yeah. wait. We can't wait. Yeah, we hope you have safe travels over and um, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Hi, welcome. We're so excited to meet you. Let us know if um, you need anything. Yeah, be in touch. I think we're doing a meet and greet with students who are quarantining, which is cool. Um, so we'll be kind of popping onto Teams and having a chat with them. So that's fun. Um, and I think next week we'll come back, we'll chat about Welcome Week, we'll do some maybe hints and tips and things like that. So so much for listening mm-hmm. we hope you all have a wonderful week and we will see you next week with the next not just Bob podcast thanks everyone see you later. Thanks, everyone. thank Bye. you have a wonderful week